I probably should have peed before we started this. Yeah. You want to go do that before we? No. No? I'll just tough it out. Yeah. You have to be careful, though, because if you hold it for too long, you're in a lot of trouble. And Overcast. Welcome to episode 30 of Up and Overcast, where two geeks of a certain age struggle to find one hour a week in which to engage with each other and hopefully someday with you, the listener, on insightful topics that we hope somehow will magically appear out of the thin air between our mouths and our microphones simply by starting to talk into them. I'm your usual Scott Horn, joined as usual by your usual William Cooper. Hello, I am unusually usual this evening, which actually makes me unusual. Mm. So, uh, how you doing out there? On the it's been a coast week that is left. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it is. It has been a week. I right after we recorded last week's podcast, I became. I started to come down with something. I think because of the podcast. Um, mm. and, um, I may be allergic to all this amazing content <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, got this weird summer, uh, sore throat, cold thing. I ended up at urgent care to make sure it wasn't strep. It wasn't. And, uh, was sick the entire weekend. And then I emerged from the weekend into this crazy, crazy, uh, work QA fire drill, um, which had me working long, long hours on Monday and Tuesday and half of today. And I, I feel like from the minute we stopped recording until right now, I'm like, what? You weren't feels able. Like we were, no, <laughs> it feels like we were just recording. I'm like, is this show still going on? What's, <laughs> what's happening? So I know you probably don't want to talk too much detail about specifics of oh, sure. specifically what happens at work. Mm. But uh, Q&A fire drill like this, is this uh, yeah. all hands and everybody's trying to break a website? It, it basically is. It, it's something that happens every month, and uh, we have uh, a client who has some some very kind of strict QA needs. They need to, to QA a lot of content in a hurry, so there's usually some people who do it uh, very quickly, and uh, the guy that was supposed to do it is out of town and because they, they rescheduled things, and uh, I took over, mm. and uh, it was... It's quite a thing. So it's just pounding on. It's regression testing. So they they roll out new stuff, and you just pound mm-hmm. on their websites and see if anything broke. Mm-hmm. So Do you have uh, like unit tests and things? You automated things that you? Nope, it's all manual. Sick on it. Okay. All manual. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just pound on it, and pound on it for hours. So and you hours need and hours. you need to find yourself a graybeard who can just replace you guys with a series of small shell scripts. That's yes. That would be that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Fly on up. Uh, <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> uh, so it was I'm graybeard adjacent, but not. <laughs> I am. I am not of them. <laughs> I uh, yeah, and I was expecting. It was expecting something that was like that, but um, it it was in reality just it's when you someone's like i usually work 15 hours on one day you're like wow that's a lot but i could do that and then you do it and you're like okay that's that's not fun oh um mm-hmm. 
So it was crazy. Well, and, you're uh, not 23 anymore. No, no, and that's part of it. It's taken me a long time to recover, and I hadn't quite gotten over my sickness, so that was still kind of lingering in the background in my brain. And um, there's there's so many sites and so much content, you lose track of where you are. So a lot of things happen, but it went in the end, it went really well, and uh, um, I was happy with what we could do. And uh, uh, we're great. out the other, yeah, we're out the other side. One of the things that happened that made me think about this and. <clears throat> <clears throat> this is not to fault anyone's process because I, I think their process is is better now. But there, uh, we have some clients and and including them and and other people in the industry who are who are using uh, agile as their technique for for testing. And I'm, I'm I actually like it a lot. I've I'm a fan um, when it works well. But one of the things in agile uh, is and this is just general agile for software development is there are things called user stories mm-hmm. and what they end up being and they're are very they helpful. fiction <laughs> no that fact mm. and what they end up being that it helps like when you're doing a QA ticket it really helps the people on the other side because you end up going to a lot of detail um and it helps them a lot so instead of saying Go to this page and click here, and there's a broken link. You end up writing this long, involved thing that basically says, you know, I, as you know, I, I want to go to this site and I want to click on this link and have it resolved to something, but it doesn't. And here's the steps I did, and the way to resolve this would be if I clicked on it and it went somewhere. So it ends up being this long, drawn-out story, and mm-hmm. you write it from sort of a user perspective, and it's it's all part of Sprint. I. I find it works really well, and I understand the use of it, and I'm 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 for it completely. But it really, when you're entering a ticket and you're like, "There's a link broken," you're like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> As a user, I want to click on this link, and you're like, "I just want to go to bed." I'm just typing. Like <laughs> huge, like I used to type our uh, <clears throat> our show notes. I feel like that. Like every time, like. So I remember when I was twelve. Right, I was I wondering if you ever, ever, you ever <laughs> delved into the. Well, if I'm at the intersection of uh, the humanities and technology, I'm just going to push <laughs> yeah, that a little, little towards the pros. Yeah, I should, but and it got, it got to once it got tired, it just got to that point, and uh, um, you know, again, I, I think it's a great system. I, I would advise anyone to do it because it make I understand why it's done, and it makes a lot of sense. But it's one of these examples for me, and we, you and I have talked about this before, of new technology or new ways of thinking that is pretty much the old ways of thinking, but just with new language. Yeah, that's that I, pretty much, in, not only in the software development world, it's definitely in the, in, you know, in the hardware product world. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's, just, it's a new way of thinking about, it's, it's the same way, but it's new language, and then you know, the next thing you hear someone's talking about some process or some technology or some hardware, and you're like, what is that? And you Google it, and you're like, oh, it's just a relational database, and they're calling this this, and they're calling the tables this, and you're like, oh, I have to learn how to how to speak this language, you know? Yeah, yep. And, you know, I think as a self-taught, largely self-taught coding person, I'm just like, can we just call them tables? No, that's not what they call them. <laughs> okay, what do you want me to call them? 
data stories. Yeah, data stories in your in your your kumquat field. What? I don't understand. But whatever you want me to call them is great. So uh I'm just I'm hitting that a lot with uh as I'm learning some new technology and stuff too. It's like, oh my gosh, what is this? Oh, it's just you know, what are these? Oh, they're just templates. Okay, what do they call them? I don't know. Yeah, we keep Mustache. abstracting Mustache rides. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, we just keep <laughs> abstracting layer. Yeah. And it makes you feel old because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm definitely not up to date on the technology. And you're like, yes, I am. I've done all of it. It just <laughs> it keeps being repackaged and thrown out on the market as something new. Hey, this is a thing. Oh, no, I've right. Done that yeah. Before. I'm just getting finally into virtualizing environments. And they're all now about containers on on vms so which so uh-huh. they've abstracted it again right <laughs> you know? yeah 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 I Doc, get that a lot. docker and uh mm. these other encapsulation things that are that run on vms <laughs> yeah like, i know so it, it just it, i just find myself googling more and more and being like oh that's a thing I know, I know what that is. And sometimes like, I just wonder if if we just would were if we were to remove all the abstraction layers, could we run the entire internet on one <laughs> computer? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I've got a I've got a Raspberry Pi three here. It's got <laughs> four cores running at over a gigahertz each and it costs thirty dollars. I think I can if we just Take off some of these software layers. We can probably just run the whole internet on it. <laughs> it would ruin the tech, the tech book industry because there'd just be a book that says computer, right? How to use, <laughs> and you just learn database use, right? It'd be, be awesome. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where I am. I'm I'm immersed in new technology that is actually old technology, and I'm uh, I'm in favor of some of the moves but they make things very difficult when you're really really sleepy mm-hmm. and um yeah but yeah, i think so. the, the age of reading about this in books is behind us right i mean yeah we're largely you know there's not enough time to write the book yeah i don't i and the funny thing is i i don't think it is and i still buy the books and i just never read them or read them and then right. the minute i'm like I did this. I have a whole bunch of jQuery books, for instance. Is, <laughs> right, right. I'm like, ah. Oh. And every time I want to know something, I just Google it. <laughs> I get the answer in two seconds. I'm like, what are these? I read all these books. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, I haven't quite moved past it, but I think everyone else has. Yeah, it doesn't even seem they have time to write them before the it changes again. So. Yeah. Is this a tech podcast? Mm, no, not no. not much. No, I don't think it is. I was hoping someone would tell us. <laughs> they won't. They, they, <laughs> oh, they won't. <laughs> no, I don't think they. They won't tell us it's not one. Okay. <laughs> I'm supposed to know then, but okay. They might tell us this. Nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. So, so yeah. So what's yeah? Screw that nerd stuff. Screw the nerd stuff. Indeed. How are how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Um, I think I'd mentioned that I had a. My apnea was acting up again. I think I uh, found it. I think I've identified the problem. Oh yeah, and what's corrected that? it, and uh, yeah, it was my my machine that keeps me alive. It goes ping. Yeah, it mostly goes. <laughs> 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 but um, 
there's uh the straps that hold the thing to my head were were not working and they were damaged and uh so yeah twenty dollar uh replacement um stretchy thingy for the back of my head hmm for the back of your head wow. yeah. and uh all is well man good about a week later and feeling pretty good excellent so you're now slay like your your i guess it's not up the anymore it's um i don't know what that would be yeah just nia nia <laughs> great yeah that's good news i haven't fallen asleep driving once all week that's also good news. how about record. standing up have you been able to stand up without sleeping yeah i've been avoiding standing up oh well that's a good move yeah I obviously i have too i've been but i i need help with something yeah, what's that? I've figured out that I, I think I, you know, I probably need an intervention of some kind because I cannot stop picking up my phone and cycling through the four things. The the Twitter, uh-huh. the Facebook, mm-hmm. and the the Google News and my mm-hmm. email. Mhm. And then when I'm done going through those four things, I'll put my phone down. Sometimes for as long as 30 seconds mm-hmm. before picking it up again, and going around again. And then I get frustrated. Well, there's nothing new on Twitter. How could there not be something new on Twitter? It's been almost 37 seconds since I looked at it last. Yeah. Yeah. And I get in this loop um, when I'm idle of doing that. And it's... It's horrible because even if there is content, it's usually not good. It's usually not something that makes me feel good. It's not something I want to read. It's just, you know, more horrible news from the worldwide world of horrible (laughs) newsmaking that there seems to be out there. Right. And uh, I need need help keeping it down. Well, well, sounds sounds a personal problem. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I uh, I would love to help you, but uh, I have the same problem. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to find someone else to help us. In fact, you know, you know what we need to do. What's that? I think we need to podcast like twelve hours a day because about mm. the, the only time I'm yeah. not looking at my phone is when we're doing this. Yeah, I I know, and it's it's you know Joe is the same way. We we've started to have. We have to ask each other permission now. If this is a new rule, when we go to dinner. Can I can I check my phone? And, yeah, uh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, it forces us because no, we don't want to ask that because yes, let's check our phones. And then you don't want to, in thirty seconds go. Can I check? You like? Oh, I'm not going to ask that. That's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> like if I have to actually say it, and it's less than a minute, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, um, that's good. I like that. Mostly, I'd been trying like at lunch and stuff to just. Okay, I'm not going to look at my phone while I'm at lunch. Mm-hmm. And I rarely make it through. But yeah, at least I, the awareness, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I've got step zero, which is the awareness that there's a problem. I think that's something. But it's like, it's it's it, this is a weird analogy, but it's like when zoo animals are really stressed and they do the same behaviors over and over and over again. That's kind of how mm-hmm. I feel. It's like, I check the same things too, but bup, bup. Put the phone down. Put the phone down. Right, and I think that it even, and then the lack of 
productivity of or progress in that process actually adds to the stress. It's like I'm stressed right. that there wasn't new content. Yeah. Um, yeah, that something hadn't happened or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 really a problem and you know to to our topic last week it's people are crazy about Pokemon Go still even more crazy and uh I've now decided that I just I can't I I can it would be a horrible Mm-hmm. If I had one more thing to check. <laughs> right. I find it all very, very depressing mm-hmm. that something that's motivating mobs of people to gather and do a thing is some pixels on a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than try dealing with anything going on in the, the culture. Yeah. Well, even flash mobs when they used to do that were at least more interesting because you were you were getting together and doing a dance dance routine or something. I don't know how flash mobs right, work. Right, right. Well, that, that was a one, performance. That was that, right. you know, that, that was a performance, and that, that was a definitely wholly positive. But that video of crowds of people in New York just all moving like a sea of hundreds of oh, people yeah, out moving that. all in one direction because some rare Pokemon was going to show up as a pixels on their screen if they got there. Yeah, this is not what we should be focusing <laughs> that many people's attention on. <laughs> I know. And I feel like I could just talk about it every week because it seems like every week I have a whole different, and I understand there's been a lot, there's been the backlash against the backlash now where people are like, can we, can't we just have fun? It's like, okay, good point. Just do what you want to do. But I, I'm like you, I can't watch the footage without feeling like nauseous. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. where is this coming from? And it, it, I just don't, it just bothers me, and I've never been bothered by people on their phone all the time. But this is like a step too far. This is well, like, I you think know, it just shows how controllable we really are. Yeah, that's true. And how base our um, our desires can be. Yeah, yeah. And and how you know averse we are to dealing with real problems if we could make up a fake one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's point. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it it is tough. But back to your problem, I I you know, the only thing that's ever worked for me is just is like that. It's it, what Joe does sometimes um is give her self rewards like uh, I'm going to work. <laughs> it's so sad. You know, at two o'clock I get to check my phone or um, you know, at four o'clock or I'll set an alarm that I have to go an hour without checking it. And Right. And it, it, it is sad that that's the reward, but the reality is that's why we're picking it up because we're looking for the reward. Right. We're, we're the, we're the monkey in the space capsule pushing the button, looking for the pellet. <laughs> right. Exactly. And if you just say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, it's as, as ridiculous as that reward is, I have to acknowledge that it is the reward I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to postpone getting it until I've done something to I've, that I've decided makes it that I'm allowed to go do that. And I think that yeah. that's and, good. And the, and the beauty of it, too, is that if if you wait, the likelihood of you getting a right. reward is a lot you, higher. You're actually going to so, get some pellets because there's might as well some wait. Time, time for some pellets to come down the chute and push up against the little gate. And then you push the button and the pellets come out. Right, right, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, 
What was I going to say about that? Pellets. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got me thinking about pellets coming out now, and all I can think about is rabbits, and I don't want to go. Okay. Well, I got another animal story for you. Yes, please. (laughs) Let's go ahead and move on to our topic for today. Okay. My favorite freakout. Wow, we haven't haven't had that. No, we haven't had this one in a while. Mm. You're right. Um, but I had quite a surprise uh, okay, I, waiting the, for me. Yeah, now everyone, you know, knows. I mean, we have a show note. So there's just four words on the show note about this. And it's it's got me so intrigued that I can't wait to, to find out what this is all about. So Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, gonna to open with um, where we are now and then go back. So where we are now is okay. tomorrow morning I'll be picking up my... Uh, Subaru from the shop mm-hmm. after a $1,500 repair wow. of wiring and plastic in the engine bay. Oh my gosh. And what I believe happened to me was a raccoon ate my Subaru. <laughs> wow. What? I mean, trying to... We're doing what? Trying to nest or no? Just tearing just... stuff up because it was crazy. <laughs> you sure that raccoon wasn't trying to sabotage you or something? Maybe. Well, sort of, sort of. Um, because basically, sort of what happened here was I, I had parked it for two weeks just in my driveway. You know, it wasn't like out in the field or something. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. right there on uh-huh. my driveway, ten feet from the house. Um, but, uh, for two weeks it it sat there. Um, and I do this occasionally to, because I have a mileage budget because it's a leased vehicle. Mm -hmm. And so what I was doing, I was driving murder van for those two weeks instead. Uh, during the first of those weeks, I was dealing with what was probably a rabid raccoon that kept getting into the trash. Um, okay. And been through this cycle with the raccoons before where they, uh, where you get one that's just tenacious. And this guy, you know, I bun- first he knocked over the cans and was that got the lids off that way. So you bungee cord the garbage can up so it can't fall down. Mm-hmm. And then you bungee cord the lids. And I'd done all these things. And the guy, this the four, third or fourth day in a row, there was trash thrown all, strewn all over my yard from this little beastie. He got into the trash can, even though the lids were bungee corded down, but he couldn't get out. So he was in there. I had him. And okay. I was going to take him and release him. And um, he, when I went in to get changed to, I was going to put the garbage can in the van and drive it out somewhere. He escaped. That bastard. Yes. Um, he came back. And then uh, he was like, that's it. Now it's war. <laughs> <laughs> but if, eventually I was able to trap him and get him off my property. Mm-hmm. Get his situation not going to happen again on my property. Yes. I didn't think any of it, anything of it after that. But then uh, another week goes by and I decide, okay, it's time to drive my car. So I go to drive it to work and uh, it started up fine, but the check engine light came on 
and the traction control light came on when I was driving to work. Oh, wow. So I said, well, it's time for it's for a oil change anyway, so I'll just drop it off at the dealer. And uh, they called at the end of the day to tell me that they found that this wiring was all chewed up and they don't know how the car <laughs> managed to run at all. Oh, you know, I never wow. saw any of this damage. Um, but um, they quoted $1,200 to fix the wiring. So I called the insurance company and they sent an adjuster out the next day who went, whoa, whoa, <laughs> that's not all. <laughs> you got to replace all the plastic in this engine bay because it's all torn up. Oh, my god! Like the air filter cover, the oh, the plastic cover over the battery, everything. Just so <laughs> they ended up telling them to do more stuff to it. Wow. And it was covered, uh, thankfully. Good. That's good. So except for the deductible, I'm cleared. So I, I feel really, I'm I'm bummed I didn't get to see it. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's funny because that's exactly how I would react too. Mm-hmm. I want to see, pick. I want to see what this looks like. I can't, Yeah. I can't imagine, I want to see the, the amount of damage this little guy did. Right. Because I've had this happen before but it was you it was small it was like mice who mm-hmm. nested you know and yes. then chewed up things but no this damage apparently was well beyond that and in two weeks time there's no way mice could have done what was done to this engine just no way yeah so it had to be something bigger and they suggested squirrels but we don't have squirrels we have did they they move out we just don't have them. They're just not some squirrels or something we don't see around here. Interesting. Um, well, I mean, you know, a, yeah. a, a, a even a, just a curious raccoon would, would probably end up doing that kind of stuff. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's amazing. So that happened somehow during the time that you were trying to trap the raccoon. Yeah, the I raccoon believe. Yeah. In addition to tearing back. Up, yeah. And, and, Maybe the raccoon was like, <laughs> I know where you live, buddy. In addition to tearing up the garbage cans, he was tearing up the engine bay, and I didn't know. I just wasn't aware. Wow. Um, yeah, like you, I've I've had things. I've had I've had mice or squirrels. I I don't know which one is. I had one. Um, <clears throat> I was driving the the Taurus one day, and smoke started pouring out of the hood. Mm. And I pulled over, and I lifted the hood, and. I don't know what this stuff is, but in, it was in old cars. I don't know if new cars have this or not, but the hood has sort of a um, a layer of protective. Oh yeah, the material. insulation in the hood. Yeah, yeah. the insulation. Yeah, it, it had been completely torn off, mm-hmm. and it was all over the engine. It was on fire. <laughs> Little pieces of it, um, <laughs> and you know the we had it repaired and the the. The dealer said, yeah, it looks like something has gotten in there and, and ripped all of it out and made different little nests all over the engine. So, Yeah, I wonder why they stopped putting up. that stuff in, or, or generally I don't see it in smaller cars. Yeah, right. I don't know. There was a ton of it in the in the Taurus. Yeah, um, it, I wonder, it's probably sound deadening more than anything else. It may also mm-hmm. keep the engine bay warm when it's really cold or something. But, right, I, I don't know what it yeah. does. Um, but I, I haven't seen it on a car in a while. But um, wow, that's a that's a, that's amazing. Um, this is our second uh, raccoon news story. If you remember, uh, uh, 
months ago, there was a raccoon. We talked about a news story. The raccoon took out a whole power grid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got to watch out for those raccoons. Sure do. They, sure do. They have an agenda. <laughs> They're just Next. waiting for us to die out to eliminate ourselves. Yeah. They're ready to step in. They're all they're doing all sorts of they may be plagiarizing speeches next. You just never know. Yeah, with those with those freaky human looking hands they got. That's that's right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch out for those those things. Yeah, but I don't know. It it's a I don't tend to want to battle nature. It's not something I like fighting against. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I I, I, I want to get along with the little critters. I really do. Right. Because it's their, it's their, I mean, you know, you've moved into their home, really. I mean, right. Yeah. Right. And, well, and, and not only that, I, I don't mind providing for them. Yeah. As right. long as they don't make a mess of things. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's, yeah, we have that, we have that experience too here. Um, where, and I'll just, I'll even get angry where I'm like, guys. Joe and I are like that. We would like feed you just mm-hmm. t- boundaries. You stay, do your thing, and and we'll coexist. But if you, you come in the house and you do things, we're gonna have to get rid of you. It's like, yeah. why yeah. can't you see that? You know. Yeah. There's there's few things that make me angrier than than picking up wet garbage that I'd already thrown away. Right. Yeah. That's that's it's strewn terrible. about coffee grounds and banana peels and stuff. Just it's just. Yeah. Horrible. I mean, in this part, of what we have is that we have that problem with, with crows. They just... You, oh, you yeah. Leave. Yeah. It's just trash everywhere um, a lot of the time. But, but um, we're, yeah, we're very much a nature can go on, do its business all around us, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, we got bumper crop of bunny rabbits this year. They It seems the groundhogs are now outnumbering the bunny rabbits, so we got that oh, wow. going on. And... Those guys are pretty destructive too, but they don't generally get into garbage. So, man, I haven't seen a groundhog in years. Yeah, I counted seven of them out in the yard uh, wow. one morning a week or so ago. See, that's an army. They right. may be plotting something. Well, I I think they're pushing out the bunny rabbits because we used to have a bumper oh, crop of good. bunny rabbits, and I don't know if those guys get along. Mm-hmm. Uh, they eat some of the same things, the clovers and stuff, but um. Yeah, they they probably don't. I've I've heard some 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 bad blood between the the rabbits and the groundhogs. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah. And it, yeah, I'll take jets the, and sharks thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Snapping their fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take the occasional um, raccoon issue to be able to do things like I did just earlier tonight. Was when I was out on the tractor, I can pull a a little tart apple right off an apple tree and. And oh. eat it while I'm cutting the grass in my own yard. That's pretty cool. Nice. So yeah. did you dry so you you captured this raccoon and drove him away? Is that what you did? I was in being vague about that. Oh. <laughs> I see. I I was just letting you know that it it's not possible for him to do what he did anymore. Gotcha. We'll just leave that. I don't ask any questions. <laughs> the less I know, you know, if someone comes and asks me a question, hey. You see what happened to that raccoon? I'll be like, I don't know anything. It was was taken care of. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) We'll just leave it there. No problem anymore. I'm not going to (laughs) ask. All right. Well, 
Got anything um, else to say about nature? Shall we move on to our next no, thing? No, I, I do have to say one more thing about raccoons. Is Bring it. They are the reason that we um, no longer uh, try to grow tomatoes because it, we just gave up. Mm. Well, you know. Every, it's terrible. One of the things I was looking at for ways that I can hopefully make this not happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And the have a heart people have a mm. um a natural a natural product for repelling the critters that you can oh. put in your garden. And places I saw online about you know, I was I was Googling how do I keep critters from eating the wiring of my car? Uh-huh. Was this stuff um, Critter Ritter? I think it's called. It's from Have a Heart. Critter Ritter. Critter okay. Ritter, and it's and it's basically the um, the component of hot peppers that makes them hot oh, in granular okay. form, and all kinds critters from deer to all the from something as big as a deer down to a mouse. They all don't like this. Mm-hmm. And so you just sprinkle it around your garden, and that'll keep them away. I have a little bit of experience with a with a squirrel and hot with that with some sort of hot ah, pepper. I can't remember what you? it was. Yeah, uh, uh, and when I lived in Washington D.C. for a couple of years, um, there were squirrels that had. I was in a second story room to sleep, and the squirrels had burrowed into the attic. And they just run around all the time. <laughs> and I could lean out the window and reach the hole where they would come in and out all the time. And so I put, I can't remember what, if it was actual cayenne pepper stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I put it all around that hole and I actually watched a squirrel one day chewing on it and being like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's like antibiotic-resistant bacteria. You've right. grown a super species. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's pretty good. You have more of this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> this really brings up the flavor of this wood, I can tell you. Right, and I don't know how effective this stuff is, but I did get some, and um, there's a liquid version of it that I was you know, putting on the plastic, putting a layer of it onto the, some of the plastic stuff inside the engine bay of... My mm. wife's Subaru to hopefully ward them off from hers, and uh, we'll see how that goes. The I guess the other as I've heard the other thing that you can buy that you'd never want to do uh, you can buy things like coyote urine and you just spread that around too. Right, there's lot and mothballs like, even even yeah oh really oh, okay. but that that'll bug me yeah the right. smell will bother yes, me that would that's even worse <laughs> right. So. The raccoons are laughing like, ah, your, whole, your whole place smells like coyote pee. We won. <laughs> Keep your trash. <laughs> Enjoy your life. <laughs> Another household ruined. Move on to the next <laughs> right, one. Let's move on. We won this one. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, yeah, we'll follow yeah, up and we'll see how um, man versus nature is going yes. in future yes. episodes. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move on. All right. Music in rear view. Tonight, we're still off the range from the 
normal thing of playing some old random record and mm-hmm. seeing what it's about. Okay. A uh, little self-indulgent tonight. I've been, uh, uh, because of the Twitters and the Facebooks and the news and the everything, I'm constantly reading these things and getting myself riled up about about our um, election season and everything else. Right. And, and this uh, week. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, back to when I was a kid in the 60s and early 70s, my parents were hippies and uh, played a lot of protest music in the house. But then, you know, that was Dylan and stuff like that. And uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary. And I was thinking, what do I listen to when I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore kind of social protest stuff? And it's kind of weird because there's just one... If for the recent kind of stuff, the the one thing I keep coming back to is this one Rush album, which is a weird thing mm-hmm. to think of as a protest album, as yeah, a definitely. protest band. Um, certainly, um, on the left, um, Rush is considered very much a libertarian whack job, especially their their early stuff is interpreted that way. Right. I mean, they did. Um, the general theme of individual against the group goes against most liberal society thinking in, in, in generally speaking. Mm-hmm. But I think they always specifically apply it to more mob than liberal ideals, at least now. And I think right. especially on... Um, when we started having, after 9-11, when everything went wackadoodle with um, religious right and and Watch other, that language, dude. Yeah. <laughs> other <laughs> things just ratcheting up and, 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 and you know, all these tensions. Um, they did songs to, that kind of push back against that. And, and some of those are... I think still relevant. Um, I I wanted to try playing a couple of those and uh, okay, seeing because some people may may have never thought of Rush this way or thought it was possible they could do something uh, political that they agreed with. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I think that's a good. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. What do What do you have for us? Um, well, the album that that really touches off is, is snakes and arrows, which I found to be a very emotional album. I think mm-hmm. at the time I said, after listening to it the first couple of times through, it was like, this is like if Tori Amos wrote a rush album. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I, and I kind of feel that that comes through in, in some of these, I'm going to play um, a song from the first side of that record. If we're talking LPs, which all the kids are into these days. this is called um, Armor and Sword The snakes and arrows a child is heir to are enough to leave a thousand cuts We build our defenses a place of safety and leave the dark a place 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's that, what's that song say to you? Well, I think it's, it ties in a little bit with the theme with our subject last week, the perseverance thing. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a song about the tension between wanting to um, armor ourselves against a thing and pull away from it or attack it, the fight or flight instinct. One, you know, we're going to do, we're either going to abandon this completely or we're going to attack. Yeah. And trying to find a way to persevere and just move past it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that, that, you know, what we're shown is how we, we behave. It, it, you know, we are, we are buffeted by what goes on around us. And, uh, and I, I just found that, um, encouraging and also just to hear that kind of a thing from, um, a, a lyricist who used to be so sure of everything, you know, these songs have doubt in them. <laughs> and, yeah. and I, I like that. Yeah. That they're yeah. like, I don't know, you know, it, I think you could, the argument could certainly be made in earlier, um, incarnations of rush and seventies in particular that, that, um, what the lyrics were saying was, here's the answers to everything. Just do this and everything. We, I've got everything figured out. And, mm-hmm. at, and it's typical, you know, a 20-year-old thinks he's got everything figured out. When you're 50, you're more, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. This is yeah. problems bigger than I thought when I was 20. Uh, or yeah, or the problem is different than here, I thought when and, I was 20. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I... I really dug this album, um, almost every song on it. Um, and now he, I, I <clears throat> I'm going to get too far deep into the, into, to rush them, but I seem to remember there was some album that came out. This was some time ago where, uh, the lyrics for one of the first times indicated the, I don't know, or I'm not sure. And I remember you saying, I'm really angry <laughs> at that. What do you mean you don't know? Do you remember this? This was years ago. And I don't remember what the song was or. Yeah. I think it was from Hold Your Fire from that era. Yeah. Around that time. Yeah. <laughs> it, there, it's like, I guess I don't, you know. I yeah, think. I guess. I don't know. And you're like, what do you mean? You tell us what to do. That's what you do. <laughs> you're You're sure of it. Yeah, and it, I think that was a time when, because I'm a lot more more like I don't I don't know, I think it was more of a time when they they're older than we are, so they moved into the I don't know, mm-hmm. and we were still in the like what do you mean, <laughs> right? And <laughs> certainly know. you know, had an opportunity to be more worldly. Obviously, mm-hmm. we haven't strayed very far from where we came from. Yeah, 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 yeah. The circum, you know, everything financially. <clears throat> geographically circumstantially mm-hmm. yeah um we're in very similar places to where we've always been yes um didn't get the benefit of touring the world for 30 years no 
Those no. bastards. You know, I forget. I forget every nice thing I ever said about them. I hate those guys. <laughs> yeah, screw that. Why are we listening to them anymore? <sighs> yep. And another song uh, from from Snakes and Arrows as well. I'd like to play a little bit of. It's called "The Way the Wind Blows," and it speaks more directly about this concept that people grow as they are shown, and maybe think about what you're showing. Okay. Good. Play that. It's called "The Way the Wind Blows." Good stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to, a lot in there. You know. Yeah. Starts out with the anger about feeling like you know all these things we thought we had sorted. Now we're becoming more primitive. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know why? Why is humanity going backwards? Right, right. And then thinking about it and going, well, people are bringing up, being brought up in in. With this, this hate, anger and hatred and us versus them binary thinking, and that's the result of it. Yeah, and maybe we need to step back and think about what we're teaching when we categorically say, uh, let's pick it, pick the topic, whether it's philosophy or, or form of government or religion that the one we have is perfect and that those other ones the ones they have uh, they're not even humans mm-hmm. when you teach that you you're you're dehumanizing everybody yeah yeah i think that's um <clears throat> i think it's very appropriate i i really the the chorus of that is just something that uh I'm gonna have to listen to this song. I'm glad you brought it back because I'd I'd kind of forgotten about it, and I it's one of my favorite. Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of what I wanted to play. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, assuming anybody ever does listen to our podcast, I would hope that <laughs> they would think. You know, a lot of people, you know, think of Rush. They think of Twenty One Twelve, or or they they think of either. Whoa, that's that's what you smoked dope to in 1976, right? Yeah. Or so, and and even though they may have 
not been able to avoid them in the media when they became popular again here in this past decade, they probably didn't give them a chance and listen yeah. and see where they were at. And I think um, as they influenced me as a younger person, they continue to. Um, they're like, five, like you said, they're a little older. They're like five, six, maybe a decade or Mm-hmm. Are half decade to a decade ahead of us, right? And kind of like a pilot light. <laughs> for... Yeah, exactly. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah, <clears throat> I think Neil is a decade ahead of mm-hmm. of us, just about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a really interesting. So, yeah, thanks for that because it's 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 an interesting way for me to think about this band that I've been with for a long time and like oh their last few albums are this is where we're going to get to in a decade and and mm-hmm. will be you know it, the these words mean a lot more to me after kind of what's going on in the world right now i think when they first came out i really liked it a lot but the mm-hmm. chorus really means a lot in terms of how what's happening and explaining what's happening even how to deal with it i mean mm-hmm. you, know, you can only grow the way the wind blows i mean it's there's there's mm-hmm. a really great sentiment of I don't know. It's it's exactly what you were talking about. That that ground of like fighting, but not you know not not turning away and not getting too involved and like you know it's it's that middle ground that's uh, it's really crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Taught me something about Rush. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. Yeah, I guess it is. Well. S- well, it's a new character on the podcast. It's <laughs> I don't know who that is. I think I was channeling something from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> yeah, those guys like Rush. <laughs> I still haven't seen any of those. I've just seen little clips. Any of them? I I've seen seen the, the the Alex Lifeson one. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, that's all. I, that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need, really, mm-hmm. to understand. That's it, about so. as much as most people can take i do want everyone to know um just very briefly that scott and i um when we saw rush in toronto did attempt for a long time to try to find alex lifeson's club to try to stalk him (laughs) (laughs) and just failed couldn't even find the place completely failed miserably the orbit room yeah because our plan was to go stalk them Mm. Um, and it just as if he out, was so. going to show up there. Yes, yeah, if he was going to show up after he just performed. Right. Yeah, he knows him better so. than that. <laughs> He's crafty. He's like like a raccoon. Like a raccoon. Yeah, who always <laughs> thought that. So it's probably time. It is to let people know. Okay. Well, <laughs> well something. Wait. I'm about sorry. What? Yes. Things that they could do if they wanted to well, let us know for sure that we ourselves exist. <laughs> if there's anyone listening and we, I'm hoping they do some things that we did. Maybe there's one nude listener out of some activity. That a nude listener? That'd be nude better listener. than a new listener. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you are nude and listening to this, that's another excuse to write us. Oh, if you write us while you're nude, that just, that would really help. Yeah. Yeah. Help a lot. Um. Oh boy, have we gone off track here? So, if you I are, disagree. <laughs> if you are, 
if you are nude, uh, or even if you're not nude, you can find show notes for Up and Overcast over at upandovercast.com. You can go to our Facebook page and uh, be one, many, one of the many people who like our photos at uh, upandovercast.com on Facebook. Or you can email us, and it's easy to do. You just you pick up your, your email software, whatever that is. Uh, they're all the same. Your selector typewriter? Will that yeah, work? Yeah, or, or that. It just They're all the same software. Don't be confused by the new names for things. It's just an email. And you email us at podcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Podcast. That's what you're listening to right now, a podcast. At the at sign. It's like a little A with a circle around it. Up and overcast. That's this podcast. Dot com. So it's podcast at upandovercast.com and i'd like to add you know maybe it, it makes me think um we we could, as an added service to the listener if there was mm-hmm. some other podcast you wanted to write to <laughs> yes. you could write to us and we'll get it to them yes so, you know any podcast you listen to just send it to podcast at upandovercast.com mm-hmm. we'll be sure to uh, to get that to the right podcast if it's a very popular podcast and they're not answering your emails, just write us. Well, yes. We'll make sure you get an answer. Yeah, we will answer for them. It's a service we will provide. Yeah, absolutely. All right, William. Well, mm. I've got a final question for you, as I sometimes do. Yes, yes. What would that be? Do you grow the way the wind blows? So I see where these questions are going. It's Every week there's a question that... That that's trying to make me make some sort of fart joke because you know I'm I'm a man of certain age and I'm of a certain shall we say stature and I'm just not oh okay we got to end this podcast I got to get out of this room whoo I think I figured out something this podcast needs. <laughs> uh, content and listeners? Conflict. Oh, conflict. We got to start arguing with each other. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah, I got to say something and you go, no, that's wrong. You're wrong. No, I don't think we need to do that at all. <laughs>